So this thing I've been, uh, yo, Saturdays, the lighter days, a Harlem halo haste, try count the ways I made this paper, pay it forward, reap it later, see me now, gon' see me later, boomin' bangin', elevated, my Manhattan, Cairo flavored, every birth they call belated, better yet keep it ringing. the reason why I'm singing, seeping through your conscious insides and I'm only just beginning, act like this just some rap shit, the homies know the half of it, embedded in this vortex of my universe, a labyrinth and happenings in history, reflect upon my vision, it's been crazy watching how do people listen, ain't no gimmicks, gimmicks, gimmicks. Yo, check it out. Welcome to your tribe. So, you know. What's up, Feluca? Welcome to the show. What's good? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It feels beautiful to be here virtually um, in terms of audio, sonically. It's crazy that like <laughs> we can't be having any of this stuff in real life. Like this is what like human connection is right now, you know? And I'm Gucci with it. It's yeah. just so different. <laughs> like <laughs> We are too. We yeah. are too. It's hella different. Because yeah. I don't think most of the time getting people into our studio and into our space, mm. we were so locked into creatively doing the podcast that way. Right. But this has given us access and, you know, a, an, a moment to experience the whole world. And no we feel, I, right. I feel it's dope. Like, I think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it definitely has different like assets of like, you know, really getting into the conversation and stuff like, no, it is, it's been a crazy time, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> So you said that like you're not minding this whole thing at home. So when when Corona was at its peak, were you one of those people who were like, you know what, I, nothing changed in my life. I'm already an introvert. Like I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? I don't want. You know, like what was like what was your mindset throughout this? You know, because there was a lot of different mindsets throughout the, in the world. I feel like everybody I know and myself included has just been going through so many mindset, like different headspaces in one day. And that's just like the turbulence of pandemic. You know, it's like, I'm great. I love, I love, I love being on lockdown. Two hours into being on lockdown by yourself, you're like, what the hell is life? Like, I can't do this. So like, I feel like if anything, it just like equipped me with this like versatility of emotions as like a daily life experience, you know, like in one day, I'm gonna go through like such a broad range of feelings because of there being no other outlets, conventional outlets like a gym or like parties or the rave or whatever, you know, it's like all this energy that's just coming out um, in like little bits of, of activities. But I mean, I took this time to really work on music, like most of my creative friends have been doing, like artists that I know that just like buckle down and just like seize the moment. We didn't have time to like be down in the dumps. We're just creating. Like that's what I've been doing. Have you found yourself to be more creative? You're putting a lot more of an output? I think so. I feel like I am just because, well, yeah, we've been working really hard on this album, like with Abu recordings and everything. We've just been like going ham on that, re-recording things, adding different elements. We got a hand pan the other day. We we're just like messing around with it and recording that. So I think, yeah, no, it's just like the element of like, we're not going to let this whole thing bring us down. We're going to be on pause, but we're going to be on pause while we're like flying and moving forward kind of thing. All right. So for those that don't know who you are, tell us who's Sarah, who's Feluca, who's Sarah before Feluca. Mm, that's interesting. So a lot of people don't know my birth name even, but like saying it on the show is cool because it's adding a different like nuanced dimension to this craft. 
Um, but yeah, no, before Faluka, as, as Sora, I was writing a lot of poetry. I was self-publishing my own books. Um, I'm a dancer as well. And so like I was tapping into these different avenues of art, but never really like just never stumbled on music or the recording process. And it came by chance. I was reading my poetry. I was performing my poetry over the SoundCloud beat and it sounded so good that I was like, I'm putting this on SoundCloud, Malish Dawa, my friends need to hear it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> But then my friends liked it enough to be like, yeah, keep putting that, sh- like, keep keep amping that out. And I was like, 100%. I just never stopped after that. Like, I was it. That's what SoundCloud was doing for a lot of artists. You know, it became a place where you can self-publish your work. I mean, the internet, largely speaking, like, not yeah. just SoundCloud, but like the fact that I could decide one day to just put my stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever make a little account, do the thing, and I'm out there. I don't need no backup, you know what I mean? It's such a different era. And have you gone through the learnings of figuring this out? Yeah. Hell yeah, for sure. That's like hella YouTube tutorials, hella calls to people (laughs) that I know that make music, just being like, okay, where do you go to put the things? Like, I need to know. Um, But yeah, (laughs) like, it's learning process. I love it. Yeah. 100%. Like, no shame in, like, not knowing anything, you know? Oh, yeah, that's what's up. And you're an expert at it now. You got your own thing going on. You're doing your own thing. Not even. I don't think so. I mean, like, I'm figuring it out as I go. But, like, a big thing I'm trying to pitch with this whole Faluka thing is, like, learning in public. You know, I want to encourage that. I want to be doing that. I want to be like, ain't nobody no shit. So, like, let's all be on the same boat in that way and help each other out and just keep seeking knowledge together. Like, that's that's the aim of the game. No, but you're right. A lot of artists don't seek help. Like, they're something that they're they're either ashamed or they're shy or, like, even when they go on YouTube or they Google it or whatever it is and they still don't get, like, the full... Like learnings that they want, they just they just try and wing it because they're like, why should I ask? I don't want to ask. It's like an ego thing. Mm-hmm. There's a proper misconception no. that a label is supposed to do so much for you, or a manager, or a publicist, and you need this team to yeah. be a recognized artist. It would be the same like a gallerist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the ones yeah. who are brave enough to engage and engage publicly, very much like. And I, I feel yeah. like it's the Tyler, the creator type thing. Do you know what I mean? Where you just live mm. life out there. That's where you find your tribe. Definitely. That's where you find the people that are like, dope. I get the process. Exactly. I don't, it's not necessarily the product. You get the process. And I'm, exactly. da- I'm so down Yo, with that. Yo, you're speaking my I'm language. I'm so down yeah. with that. 100%. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like the other day when I spoke to Odyssey, we did a session together and we were talking about it. He looked at it like, Yo. I'm not just an artist. I'm a business person. I'm in the business of music. And that's something that he's learned from his dad. His dad brought him up, teaching Mm -hmm. him to understand things. He got him this beat up car when he needed a car. And it taught him how to deal with all the little issues. It taught him how to understand the different problems a car is going to go through to learn all the nooks and crannies of what it's like. And he learned how to do this on his own. So in that same manner, he learned all the basics of music from production, recording, uh, publishing his own music, distribution, etc. So when it came time to hire people, he knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly. That. It's like how startups, when someone has a startup, they do like a fake email for their assistant yeah. and for their PR director. Yo, I, I've done I mean? that. I've been doing that. What are you yeah. talking yeah. about? We've all <laughs> yeah, done that. Trust no. me, we've all done that. Like, I'll have my people talk to your people after yeah. this. Uh, yeah. we'll like, connect you don't them. need to know it's all <laughs> me. Yeah. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And by the way, Oti, I think you agree with this. All Arabs that gave us beat up cars. I don't know why. It's a thing. 
Every, they, they always want us to be mechanics. It's your rite of passage. Yeah. Is that what it's it is? Odd. It's yeah. very odd. It's very odd. Trust me. But like you learn everything. Yeah, no, and it girl. genders that fixer upper mentality. You know what I mean? Like yeah. perhaps, you know, maybe it like instigated that in you to be like, Dub, I want it in better condition. I will have to see that better condition. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's your patience. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Um, so, so Sarah, where are you now? Like, are you like, where in the world are you right now? Um, I'm in New York. Okay. Yeah. And is this where you like, you're, is this where you are full time? Cause I, I know a lot of, in a lot of the press, you're between Egypt and New York. I think that's kind of what, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I'm trying to do. Like long-term is really just be between these two places. Um, as like being based in the universe, not being based in New York City or in Cairo. I see myself living for a while in Berlin. I see myself living in, I don't even know where. I want to explore West Africa. Like, I really believe that yeah. we're nomadic people, like as human beings, not as any race, you know. We're meant to travel. We're meant to like explore Earth. And um, patriotism is a weird thing for me. Like, I don't know, the concepts of like attaching to yeah. land, you know, is just so strange. So I do identify as Egyptian 100%. I identify as Arab, I identify as all these things. But I've been living in New York for two years and I also identify as a New Yorker. So like I'm picking up the pieces as I go, you know. And so this is, you're, you're speaking to like basically a, an entire universe right now of third culture kids. Like we're the Arabs that, 100%. Uh, you know, are, that don't fit in, that fit in in weird spaces or really just will live on the margins or on the periphery. That's our entire audience. Yeah, and we don't fit into where we're actually from. Exactly. Yeah. And nomadic or, you know, it, it's it's a badge we wear with pride. It's not necessary. But you're right. The construct of patriotism is one is one of those things that even as an artist, you have to dismantle that. It, you can't you cannot operate exactly. as an artist without the, like like calling that like speaking, you know, truth to that kind of question of what is your patriotism, exactly. you know, and, and who is it for? Definitely. You know, so musically, like right now. So can we talk about I, I don't mean to jump right into it, but I want to because I've wanted to ask you this for a while. Um, the rain. Can we talk oh, about damn, the rain? Yeah, please? Definitely. I didn't know people uh, were still listening to that. It's only on SoundCloud, but like, that's great to hear. So. It's People still listen my- to SoundCloud. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Thank you, actually, for letting us know. Not just Spotify, <laughs> yeah. we still listen. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. He's right. He's right. But I do think, um, in in the world of things, I, we encounter so many artists. But when I heard the rain and I understood what the rain is about, can you tell our listeners yeah. and you know and us what built the rain and why does it need to exist? For sure. Um, so The Rain was one of my first rap songs that I ever wrote. Uh, this was two years ago. I had graduated from high school about two years prior to that. And it was in high school that I had this experience. Uh, me and many of my girlfriends experienced this, where a bunch of photos of the girls in our grade were just leaked, um, passed around. Different guys were sharing them in nudes, but also fully clothed images that were just really creepy and like, closed up and pixelated on like a girl's body. Um, really strange, creepy things Damn. on like this one toxic ass hard drive that was like passed around to multiple boys. They had WhatsApp group chats. They had all these different platforms to circulate these images. Um, and then I later learned that this was not just girls at my school. This was the girls at all the girls at different like international schools around um, in Cairo that were just pooled in this one gruesome hard drive. Yeah. And um, hard drive, you know, at the yeah. time, 
all of my friends, mm. we all suppressed it. We all tried to not get involved. If we tried to speak up to the boys and have them erase the, the stuff, they were like, you guys are the ones who like are out here just like, you know, being sluts. Like, what do you mean? You, you'd rather just like, why did you do it in the first place? Why did you send pics to somebody if it's like provocative? Like just the whole narrative was so effed up. And I just was carrying that it's weight. It's like a victim like, blame narrative. A hundred percent. And of course, you know, the girls, we're like in high school, we're too, you know, shamed and like worried to go and tell anybody in the administration, let alone our parents. It was just a mess. And I just carried that weight for like really long. Of course. And when I found music and I found how empowering that outlet can be and how safe a space it can be for me to talk about things that I just can't have a conversation about. Like I'll put it in the verse OD if it means somebody will listen, but I can't say it outwardly. Like it's it's ironic. It's strange, but that's also art. Um, yeah. And so I wrote in that song mm-hmm. very explicitly about my experience, about the boys that would try to like, you know, get involved with me, whatever, and just be miss you know just like taking advantage of all the girls in our grade because of this repression and suppression of sexuality and how big of an issue that is in Arab culture it's it was very toxic I wrote about it I called out all the boys that were involved in that um in that ordeal and it went low-key viral at the time the boys themselves started sharing the song apologizing to me some of them some of them were sharing it on the basis of like being proud and egotistical like a front it was really interesting to look at the different reactions, honestly. You know, look at me, I'm famous now. Feluka yeah. wrote a song about me. And I'm like, bet, you're giving me more streams, honey. That's great. Like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, like, you want to play that game? I'm going to like that share too. Like, the, I mean, it didn't matter. Like, so it was really strange. It was really interesting. I'm glad to know that people are still listening to it. I know some girls from my high school, as in like multiple years after me, Sometimes will reach out to me and be like, thanks for writing that. Like that group still exists in our school. That hard drive is still being passed around. They got new stuff on it and it breaks my heart. But if I can empower these girls to try and talk to the administration, to try and talk to their parents, to try and change the situation, then I'm, that's that's what I'm here for. That's all I can do. Yeah, no, like, so, and I think, I would like to put this into context, yeah. uh, if you're a young woman in Cairo, <laughs> you actually are experiencing, like, the weight of misogyny and oppression every single day in almost every single moment. So for you, like, I totally understand that moment where you're like, and one of the things that she did, I don't know if you guys know this, but the moment where I was like, 100%. oh, this girl's fire, this girl's queen was when you started naming yeah, your name. Yeah, calling them out. I was like, she said Ibrahim? Like, she said that? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. dope. I had nothing to hide at this point. I was so done, you know? Like, and, and so for someone like me, because obviously when I grew up, it like this, it didn't happen in hard drives because there weren't hard drives when I was growing up, but it was yeah. like pictures being passed around. Floppy, floppy, la- floppy like, I wish there was a floppy disk. This was photocopies, like photocopies and yeah they were photocopies (laughs) that was it was wow it didn't it didn't really i think it didn't really matter i think that every young many young girls encounter this moment where it's not damaging enough quote-unquote enough to make you you'll just suppress that one it's not a battle you're gonna go to war for because there's so many there's war there's like the battles waged on you every day so like yeah you know but it's also, and it's something that till this day, and we've seen it, like it's still popping up between where they're more, more exactly. afraid of, 
their dad and brother's reaction towards them either sending nudes or sending pictures because of the everything that's been happening what's been happening in Jordan with that with that dad that murdered his daughter and uh, I, don't, I don't know what's it called it's called honor killings mm-hmm. the, the honor killing is what they're calling it yeah honor killings is in it yeah so there I don't know Sarah I don't know if but, you've heard but, about this story but it was circulating here um there's an unfortunate circumstance that happened I think last week or this week where um Uh, a, a young girl was unfortunately uh, her father committed I, it, honor killings are a crime to me and uh, so they, he committed an honor killing and he just, yeah, and he just kind of sat down he sat down on the side and was having was just sitting there like having tea it was just almost yeah this was in Jordan and was having tea it was a gruesome horrific image but this is what I wanted to ask because like this is not the first of its kind in any way. No. Right? No. Like, this has been happening way too much and for way too long. But I think, and please, like, bear with me as we're going to go deep into this a little bit. But, like, you know, there was the, the Ahmed Zeki case in Egypt just a couple of weeks right before this. It's been two weeks between the case in Jordan of the, the father's murdering his daughter and that honor killing. And then the, the, the Ahmed Zeki women and are finally stepping up and coming out publicly in a culture that is heavily focused around victim blame and blackmail, right? Like when you have those two together, it creates this fire that people like him were able to get away with what he's doing for so many years. Exactly. Right? It's it's that enabling culture and it, it, it instigates it and it perpetuates it. It's really dangerous. Right. And I think the fact that two years ago you put out a track like Rain, right? And putting something like that out publicly. Obviously, what I want to know is, for one, that is such a powerful song. I think, granted, it's been done in 2018. It needs to be brought back to light every year or as frequently as needed for a reminder for people and for a lot of the girls because that's what they look to, right? People like you who are putting their voices out and putting out such a powerful and necessary statement. It's, I, I wouldn't know how to necessarily change parents' minds or parents uh, or the way society looks at things, but it starts in these micro messages and in these micro spaces where we kind of have to push it one one envelope at a time. So, what I want to ask is, first of all, is like, where did you get? Where did you find that bravery to be able to put out something like this when, you know, as we said, there's this victim blame and blackmail and society going on, especially in a place like Egypt. Well, I will. I mean, it's very difficult to not acknowledge my privilege as an Arab American who is living in New York, you know, and that distance, what it does to your psyche of like, these boys can't touch me. They can't reach mm-hmm. me. I don't care. Um, you know, I, I, fl- I fl- if you want to flee the nest type of thing, like it's a whole different environment. And and I was I, I did feel security in that knowledge that. You know, as soon as the song yeah. went live, they were hitting my line. They were calling me. I, I put my phone on airplane mode. I went to the beach. Like, it didn't matter. Do you know what I mean? But I did know in that moment that things would be wildly different if I was in Cairo, if I was a little accessible, if somebody could come yeah. to my house because they knew my address, whatever, you know? And and so I can't ignore that privilege. At the same time, of course, after the song, there was still repercussions and there was still a lot of um, that same rhetoric of like, You know, like, it's hilarious that Faluka even put out the song. Like, she's the one who got herself involved in this whole massacre. Like, all her friends are to blame, blah, blah, blah. All the victim blaming that we're just talking right. about. Yeah. But at that point, I was I was really beyond. I was really 
you know, just seeking for that different headspace. And I needed for my own mental health to reconfigure the narrative and re-understand that, that 10th grade through 11th grade blur of where I hated my body and my mm -hmm. friends were not supportive because they didn't know how to be and we didn't have the tools and we didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. And it was just all of that yeah. that made, that inspired me to muster up the bravery and just get out there and be like, listen, this is so corrupt and it's still going on. Like, Best fan. It's like what you said about the little doses of the conversation that eventually would change policy. Yeah, of course. And and so I the sound obviously from the rain and the sound of your new out like what you're releasing now. There is there has been an evolution. I, in I you. think so. I think so. You know. Yeah. Can you tell us about okay? Who was that girl that just kind of pulled the trigger and said I don't care? And who yeah. are you now? Like what is that journey to you? Oh, damn, that's a really good question. I think for the most part, I began rapping from a place of anger and um, frustration. And The Rain was one of my favorite first songs. Purple Philosophy was also one of my favorite first songs. Why do I keep saying favorite? That's not a Freudian slip. No, that's not a Freudian slip. <laughs> I'm about my new stuff. I'm about this new album. <laughs> it's like, oh. nah, listen. No, but I think it's, I think first is a, in a way. Uh, it's it, like your baby. Like, you like many great yeah. rappers before you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this is the one that broke ground. Exactly, so. exactly. And of course, I was, you know, trying to understand my own flow as an artist. I was trying to figure out what my like niche was, all of that. And you can see mm -hmm. it kind of thing. But I think I've evolved to just a much more mature and like peaceful place. Um, from yeah. like, the creative standpoint because of of just realizing that, you know, like even as Arab women, the trope of being the angry Arab woman is like so canonized yes. that I got tired of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, no. Nah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yo. I'm like, I'm trying to show you my sweet side. Like I could be cute, you know, and it's like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean like OD though, like on a, on a superficial level, that's like a lot of what Dream 23 is, is just like this, The, the, yeah. the soft, you know, the R&B that's like a little bit of boom bap, that's a little bit of this and that. Like, I'm really trying to chill, but with like, you know, the actual ideology and the school of thought that, I, that I've still been pushing. You know, it's, it's, a little, it's definitely less aggressive, but it's still very mm -hmm. topically focused on definitely women's empowerment, on um, cultural, uh, understanding the cultural self as something that is abstract and ever-changing, ever-evolving. All these fluid concepts that I'm really trying to bring into Dream 23, which I feel is just a lot more adult than Citadel, for example, which was a lot about just like wanting home and that nostalgia and like craving purpose, craving yeah. and looking for meaning. You know, I'm that little girl in Citadel that's looking for all this stuff. And then it's more like Dream 23 is me manifesting these visions and coming into my own. Sonically, it's so much better. I've actually worked with a really good sound engineer on this project. Citadel was not mixed or mastered. Like... And a lot of people know that because they'll yeah. listen and they'll be like, <laughs> so, why you sound so bad? Yeah, though? but I think, <laughs> no, like, but I think that's, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, you're so good. So but why does it sound la, like that? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Don't be self-deprecating about it. But No, it's not even. I'm so proud. I'm proud that I have these shitty mixes low-key because... You know, Ask the Birds and Cairo is still my top played song, and that's a really shitty mix. People care about good music. Yeah. They don't care about, you know, I mean, of course it matters. Yeah. But this just goes to, I was ready. Yeah, I was going to say, Ask the Birds and Cairo is a great Thank song. Thank you. Yeah. And it was just like, I was ready to put out material, whether or not, you know, industry-wise, I was there. I didn't care. I have the material and the fire inside me, and I knew I was going to create more, and it would be better. And so here I am making better material, like, and the music is still out. Like, it's... People need to just, yeah, relax about that, I think, and really be patient with themselves and 
take the journey as it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, you for one of the things that's so interesting, because and I don't I don't I say this like with all the respect and love in the world. Go for you're, it. Go. You're like young, <laughs> but you have the artist's way somehow embedded in your DNA. And that's it's so unusual to see that because it's really it's it's a it's such a pleasure to watch because we're on the ride with you and you take us take yeah. us there because that's where women's empowerment its essence is in that Snap. right Snap. do you know what i mean like exactly. that's it like let let us make mistakes publicly let us not make mistakes. they're not mistakes bitch. they're just what they're they not. are Yo, this is the whole <laughs> and that's it mistake, you're you know? so right the mistake right? is part of the choreography yeah, what you're talking yeah. about like that's the whole thing <laughs> i love it no no I'm, I'm so i'm so grateful for your presence in the world and your sound in the world because especially it's so important that women from like for arab women what does that mean who like who who are we now exactly you know exactly. i don't even know what So all of these concepts that are fluid concepts, we've been told yes. they're solid concepts, rock solid, yes. you know, right. um, 100%. break them down, do that for yeah. us. We need that. And so now where do we go? Like, so where do you go from here? Because yes, the journey is there. And, and Dream 23 is so very, you know, it's advanced. Mm -hmm. There's still so right. much more to do. Where, where does Feluca go from here? Like, what now damn i mean what i'd really like to do with this next record is obviously ideally go on tour and now i'm saying in 2020 like it's like an imaginary <laughs> yeah. thing you know like anyone heard of there's tour there's a lot of virtual yeah. concerts happening yeah. don't stop yourself no. there's a lot of virtual of course, concerts of course, happening you know but i mean like nothing beats that real experience of being you know out on the road and like meeting people creating connections mm -hmm. with fans like that's what i would really love to do but obviously we're finding different ways to do that um i plan to just yeah keep like enhancing my online presence and my availability and my access to fans because I feel like that really just fosters this sense of community where, you know, I yeah. get messages from random people where like, they're like, thank you for keeping me company with your music. What it is to even understand that phrasing, I'm like, bet, okay, I'm with you right there. I'm with you on the speakers. Yeah. Like, that's me on that beat still. Like, I guess, you know, right. but like, that's so fire. I love that. I love that they feel that. And I want to keep building that because I feel like It's definitely process over product. Like if there's one thing that like I would live by almost is what you said like earlier yeah. is that the journey for me is so much more beautiful than I don't know where I'm going to be in two years or what kind of music I'll be ma making. Maybe I'll be like a poet and like an, a, a poet and an author instead of making music. I'm so flexible with yeah. my journey, you know, because I understand that there's like this energy inside me that is just simply abstract art and it can it could be channeled yeah. through different things. And I really encourage people to, you know, break these little you know these silly boundaries off of themselves i yeah i can call myself a rapper in this interview and a poet in the next one or you know just a person cool, here yeah. and like whatever yeah, 100%. Yeah. and what i love about you is that you even said like even if i don't want to do music i'm going to be an author which still shows that with everything that you want to do you still want to convey that message 100%. that you have inside of course you. and yeah uh, and that's really important 100%. yeah no it's yeah it's the substance And so one of the questions that we tackle, like, so when we're sitting here in the, in the Middle East and we're looking out and we're often like as the Dukan show trying to figure out how do we impact properly as in how do we deconstruct well with purpose? Yeah. Is right. the definition of Arab still as contentious as we think it is in the West, like where you're sitting right now? Like, do you still face that? Is this, or is it 2020 and now it's a, like, is it a moot point? Is it a what point you were saying, sorry? Is it, is it a point we don't need to discuss anymore? Like, are we, or do we still need to, def, re, like, continue to define Arab in a better way mainstream? Like, is this something that you're battling yeah. as an artist at all? Definitely. Well, Rami season three is coming out, so. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite yeah, show. But um, yeah, no, I think definitely this is like a never ending thing. We have so much work to do to keep defining and like refining the narrative. But so, no, I, I kind of, you know, I'm hesitant to say defining now because literally, you know, you take that word apart and that's really just like drawing lines around yeah. something so that it's like digestible and understood. And if anything, I would want to remove definitions from what it is to be anything and and to be, you know, able to be like the way Romy showcases his yeah. nuanced character as an Arab American in his show. So, too, I have all these different like, you know, quests for like my own exploration, understanding my sexuality, this and that, you know, like, honestly, there's a lot of records on this or a lot of tracks on this record that I don't even speak Arabic in. Does that make me less Arab? I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, does yeah. that make oh, me whatever? Brilliant. Like, it's this idea of we, we too are growing, you know, and like, when are white people rapping yeah. about being white? They're not. <laughs> so it's like they don't have yeah, they don't feel the need to. They don't right? because they have enough material and artists that are representing them where they don't have to be like, hey, right. I'm that person that has all these cultural traits and you will know me as such and hookah and and um here you go, Habibi <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah. Like, no, no, yeah. you know, like that's yeah. not what it is. <laughs> like so it's the whole intiwana akhlaq. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> like inta wala Yusuf wala Hamza wala I think there's a sense of responsibility that some of us sometimes feel, right? Like where we, we got to tackle these points head on. Like what Rami did, and I think this was the beauty about Definitely. Rami Yusuf and their entire mm-hmm. crew behind that show, is that they were they articulated a lot of a lot of issues and a lot of things that we go through and think about that have never been put on such a public platform before. For sure. Due to the fears of judgment, the fears of the conversation, the backlash that is going to come at it. Yeah. All these things that could happen because of that narrative, right? And I think mm-hmm. there's a moment where you feel like, you know what, this is bigger than me now. Like, I'm going to have to deal with the backlash, Back. but... This is for the next series of artists, the next generation of musicians, the one we're going to come afterwards mm-hmm. who finally feel like they can speak their piece and really be that vulnerable. 100%. I think there's there's a, a vulnerability there, right? Of, you know what, I'm trying to be a better Muslim or yeah. a better or yes, whatever it is, the journey that you're dealing with in life. But to be able to say... I'm trying. Yeah. This is my honest truth, and this is what I'm dealing with. Right, good or bad, this is what I'm going through, and I think that in a way that's um, not many artists necessarily are- understand that mm-hmm. responsibility or tackle it. But I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've noticed that with your music and your work, where it's always been about no, no, yeah, these are things that are happening around me. These are things that are happening in society, and I got to speak up Definitely. about it. And you know. Where does where does that sense of responsibility or where does that where mm-hmm. do you feel that weight come from of you know what I gotta speak on this, I mm-hmm. gotta stand up for this, I gotta represent, you know, that this moment of realizing that this is right. bigger than you and you got a bigger voice and a bigger message right. to spread. Um that's a really good point to I think address. Um bec- mainly because I, I'll be thinking about this all the time when I'm releasing music where it's like, what is this really for? And and that realization that comes with releasing music that this is something that is so much bigger than me. Um, and no, topically, we've never, yeah, we've never heard about, you know, Baba refusing to let me go to the Corniche at night in a rap song. We've never heard about girls, you know, smoking the smoke and getting home and being busted by their parents. We never heard about all these little things that are just so common and universal for the youth. And yet Arab people don't do it. Like, that's a lie. That's a lie. Right. So um, I guess what it is, is it's just a sense of needing or just I see that shortage and I see that there is so little representation at least where I am in New York you know 
And um, and I know definitely Arab creatives and I know all these people that are trying to put themselves on the map. But like you said, not everybody is burdened by this obligation of like social duty and and this desire to put themselves on the map in a different way. And I respect every artist and their journey and their desire to just have fun, their desire to just pop off, their desire to strictly flex. Like art is literally whatever you want it to be. And I've decided to, yeah, combine it with the social activism and this sense of um, this, just this need to empower and to inspire, you know, different and collective thought. But that's 100% my journey. You know, Erica Badu will always come out and defend her brothers that are, you know, low-key really violent on a track. And why does she do that? Because it is in their freedom and it is in their right to demonstrate what they've seen and project the, the media that they've consumed. So yeah. I don't judge anybody and I, and, I, and I 100% understand people that have not been doing this in the past. That said, those of us who do feel inclined to be making conscious music, alternative rap, I'll put these air quotes up because I <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that because I want to yeah, be able yeah. to say people that make rap, people that make hip hop. But I got to put, I slap conscious on that. I put slap alternative on that because. It's just facts. You just make rap, period. I wish I could say that, you know, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, but that marginalizes that the, the problem is when we say yeah. start to say alternative, we put we 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 shunt ourselves to the periphery, and this is problematic. I find exactly. this so problematic. But then exactly. again, I, I'm I'm not sure how to tackle and it gracefully. I in 100%. all I don't know yet where the journey is with that. You're right, definitely. And then you're you're understanding or underrepresenting yourself because yeah, suddenly yeah. you pigeonhole mm-hmm. yourself into something. It's like no, no, like yo, I'm a rapper, I'm an artist, you know, and just keep it, keep it in there, right? At, yeah. And I think there's and I got have you ever gotten any backlash for what you've been saying? Um definitely from like um close-minded Arab men. Yeah, that's mainly the hateful demographic that enters my radius <laughs> of like what are you not doing in the kitchen? Why yeah. are you not in the kitchen? Who is this rapper? She doesn't know how to rap. I'm like, "All right. <laughs> number one Great. fan club, fam. They are they're my number one oh. fan club." You just say <laughs> Someone that has such a such an old mentality about women being in the kitchen shouldn't critique yeah, music. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is it's like, <laughs> how are you here right how, now? How are you How do here? you even know scene noise is a thing? Like, I know. Like, what are you even doing on scene noise, bro? Like, like, <laughs> so I definitely got that backlash. And in the beginning, I was getting it from my parents, of course, and them seeing me in my music videos and being like, yes, this is what we sent you to America to do. <laughs> Be naked in a music video. And me being like, but Pa, this is actually the revolution. Yeah, and he's like, you're pa. naked in the revolution. I'm like, yes, I'm naked in the revolution. Like, this is what we're doing, yo. But, yeah, exactly. That's, um, yeah, Allah, Sarah. Sarah, you're a But, like, that's how it is. Like, But, wait, does, does he get it, though? He's starting to. He's starting to. Like, you know. What, what do your parents do? Like what are the, what, how- my mom is a professor. She teaches um, this wow. really interesting course called Beauty and Reason in Islamic Civilization. So she's really trying to reconfigure the like Islamic narrative and teach it in a different way where we see beauty and reason and not so much hate and not so much this and that. Oh, we should definitely have your mom on the show, too. Yo, can we shout out your mom? Shout for real, <laughs> yeah. Yo, she'd be hype. She, yeah, shout out Amira. Yo, she's she's lit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and my dad's in the corporate business world. 
So um, we don't uh, we don't always align eye to eye, but he has come to <laughs> definitely see the gravity of what I'm doing. And, yeah, you know, like we we're having this conversation even yesterday where I brought up Ahmed Bassem Zaki. And it's important to have these conversations. I'm yeah. a firm believer in that. Yeah. And if I don't take that to my home and my parents, then I'm just all, you know, hypocritical. So I'm talking to him about it, this and that. And literally two minutes in, he's just like... Mm, that's really sad. Okay, we'll touch base tomorrow. <laughs> and I was kind of like, I was kind of like, no, pops. yeah, you know what I mean? That was so anticlimactic. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 like, no. We'll touch base. Yeah, yo, yo. We'll revert, we'll revert shortly. <laughs> Type of thing where he's like, you know, closing his flip phone. He's already in the office kind of thing. I'm like, listen, I told him, I was like, yo, we are, we just, I was like, you know, yeah, we could touch base tomorrow, but I would really like to talk a little bit more in depth about this and what it means to be, like a woman in Egypt, if you ever want to talk about mm-hmm. that. And he was kind of like, he was silent at first. And he was kind of like, okay, if this is something that you would like to talk to me about and you think it's beneficial, like I'm all ears. And yeah, and we, we had a good open conversation about it and what it was like and um, all the things that I experienced in high school and stuff. And it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was all these things. Yeah. Was I grateful for it? A hundred percent. Are we closer because of it? I like to think that, yeah. I like to think we are. At least that ice has been broken where I can come to him yeah. and I hope my little sister can come to him about similar things when she hits that point, you know? And that's all it is. It's just legacy. I'm trying to always think expansively like that so that it's, yeah. it just like lessens I, the Or blow. your dad is like, I'm never speaking to her about this again. We're, <laughs> going, we're going silent Yo, now. Yo, you feature you okay, him on the show. The next time he's like, what, what are you talking about? I closed what the phone in minute about? three. Right? I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Shout out Pops no, also. But, They're doing well. Yo, you know, the older generation is trying. I yeah, really man. think, you know, those of us... And your mom us- gets it. Your mom gets it. Like, the moment you say, like, I totally can see your mom, like, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually yeah. getting it. She's definitely But your dad's supportive. like... Where's the ROI, bro? So yeah. where's the ROI? No, that's the thing. I'll be <laughs> like, yo, Pops, you seen this new track? Like, we just released. It's getting, like, you know, viewed on, like, Pitchfork, whatever. He'll be like, yeah, where's the money? I'm like, in the future, <laughs> Dad. Like, you gotta wait for that. <laughs> God. It's a long-term investment. I know. It's a long-term. I'm like, we count views, not dollar bills just yet, please. Like, <laughs> habba, habba. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> it's like, one step at a time. Don't sweat it. We're getting there. Yes, 100%. But thank you for tackling it in your home because as part of, you know, like... The like when one one of the things that we were facing when the Black Lives Movement was kind of picking up in online, you know, uh, we mm. wrote a manifesto internally yeah. as the Dukan Show and as our media agency to say that you know wow. we're going to tackle and have these tough conversations at home first, and then in our in our in our communities because that's where it goes. And for you to have that conversation with your dad is everything that we believe yes, in. So 100%. I'm hoping that people listening will do that too. Will oh, so. you know turn around and be able to have those conversations they're necessary at the end of the day they are probably some of the most difficult conversations we're gonna have 100%. Uh, especially when it comes to you it's sure. when it comes to your loved ones when it comes to your parents and your family and you know people mm-hmm. at home especially when they do come from a different mindset than you do right and then tackling yeah. that head yeah. on and telling yeah. them that okay this is yeah. the way forward and really trying to open their minds to see it from a new perspective is a very difficult one. I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. personally, I, I struggle with this. I had to microdose my Definitely. parents into these conversations. <laughs> it wasn't one. Yeah, you're yo, baby steps, baby yeah, steps. Like you can't just be like, yo, so we got to talk right now. And try, you can, it doesn't work, you know? So then you got to figure out that strategy and how to walk them through it. And, <laughs> and like for me, no. I remember when 
I, I made a, a public uh, video about talking about anti-racism in the Arab world. And I was telling my dad, yo, I'm about to make this video. And his response at the beginning was like, mm. but why do you need to? You know, you, you should know your worth. And I'm like, okay, Tala Boba Sit. Right? <laughs> like, we're parenting our parents now. And it's like, okay, let me tell you why this matters. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think yeah. that, you know, come, yeah. as long as it's coming from a place of love and coming from a place of like, we got to come together to really have these difficult narratives and have discourse to find a better way together moving forward. They, they tend to open up. And I think you tend to, at least I found that I met in you soft side that I didn't know sometimes was there. No, 100%. And I think it's important with parents, but also with, with, with people with platforms to speak about this stuff for the yeah, next generation. Exactly. Whether if it's about like anything, because yes. like we grew up and I, I know like a lot, of, a lot of the women in my life that grew up, they never had that source or platform where if they wanted to understand anything about anything, uh, where they can go and tune in. And it, was, and it was difficult for them to go and approach their mothers or fathers. So they just, they just went with it. You know what I mean? And there, there was that big, huge gap of education on where can we understand these topics. It's like a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, a friend of ours published a whole IGTV about freezing yeah. her eggs. And she's probably one of the first people in the region here to speak about it. and the, To talk about yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and the feedback that she got was insane. It was amazing. And I was telling mm. him, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm happy that this content exists where my niece later on in her life, she wants to understand that she doesn't know how to can speak to her it. mom yeah. or dad. She can go like, you know, you know, maybe I can go find it somewhere. She can Google it and find like... Literally. Like- it is homogenous. And I'm like, oh man, okay. So you've got your work cut out for you. You've got to get normalized. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the end of that for me. Well, that's the Cause thing. Because I'm like, you know, when I like- listen to your music, it feels... Home, like home yeah. to me. I'm so glad that you feel that way. I still think though that like the mainstream can be a toxic dark hole and that like when I see my Arab peers who, you know, without naming any names, artists that really have like thrived in the industry and everything and, you know, when they reach a point and it's suddenly just the new Arab or like I am that Arab Barbie, like I am, you know, just like taking a cliche and running with it. I so don't see myself doing that and I can't conform in that way. So it's going to be really hard for me to actually Low key, it's going to be hard for me to like yeah. be mainstream in that way. And for that reason, low key, I rep the underground till I die. Like the underground sea is where real art is at, you know? And if I never really make it past whatever, I'll be so good. Well, we were with you. We're with you. 100, you, 100%. Without a doubt. Like, I don't think that's such like... I as, feel that. I feel as that. As you're on your path of success, however you choose to define it, I think I'm very grateful that this is your mindset that this is how you want to commit to it and this is, you know, what you want to be doing and normalizing because I think it's easy to fall into the stream with everybody else, you know, but what you're doing is is not easy, but I I love and I admire your commitment to it. That's what builds revolutions and that's what really builds change over time. Yeah, but the re- revolution is butt naked and it's got to be okay. <laughs> like, it's got to be butt naked. B- birthday suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't have to be. The revolution's wearing an innocent bikini and it's not trying to be anything. Okay? You know what? Whatever, whatever it chooses to wear. No, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> my god of course of course yeah but whatever the revolution chooses to wear as long as the changes happen no, but like, I, we're behind 100%. it 100% no and I feel that support one thing I feel and my friends will say this a lot to me is like 
yo, you might be underground, but your fans is loyal. And I'm like, yes, they are. Because, you know, it's yeah. like people, like we've all gone through that same lived experience almost that is so now universal and pronounced and yet still not part of the culture. So that's what we're pushing. And I yeah. know that you guys are with me and I feel a lot of people on this journey with me. Like it is so much bigger than me. Um, and that and that empowers me every day. That's the reason I get up and I keep making music. So I just want to know the love is felt. <laughs> love it. I think that's a powerful note to end this yeah. on. Sarah, Saluka, thank you so much for your time. This was awesome, yo. Really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Thank you for thank this. Thank you for doing you. I appreciate you guys, for real. Sarah, this was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For everything. Power thank to you, you guys. Everything. Thank you for having me on this uh, on this platform, for real. And, like, you know, encouraging and supporting the flowing of this very boat. So I appreciate it. Salam. <laughs>